For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. All right. In times of uncertainty, and I, I think we are living in times of uncertainty, North Korea, China, Middle East, Russia, uh, an unpredictable uh, president. Uh, we live in uncertain times, and when we live in uncertain times, it's my theory, you always get the uptick in reports of identified flying objects. And I n- normally don't bring them up on the show. Uh, they have the black helicopter conspiratorial link. Uh, but I've seen some pictures lately that defy explanation. There was one last week of a French rescue helicopter plucking sailors off a disabled ship off the coast of France and quite clearly, there are two very pronounced silver discs hovering hovering nearby. And then today, uh, it's a report from pilots. So these aren't, you know, this isn't Art Bell reporting this. These are, right. these are uh, pilots. One of several pilots said the object had a big reflection and was several thousand feet above us going in the opposite, opposite direction. On Feb 24, both a Learjet pilot and an American Airlines pilot I guess I'm assigning to, to the pilots a degree of credibility. Yeah. They're not drunk fishermen sitting on a dock in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Got it. All right. <clears throat> on February 24, both a Learjet pilot and an American Airlines pilot reported a strange encounter with a mysterious object in the sky over southeastern Arizona. The two aircrafts encountered the flying object overhead not too far from Tucson and the davis Monthan Air Force Base. It was first reported by the pilot of the Learjet to air traffic control at the Albuquerque Air Traffic Center in New Mexico. In the audio from the encounter released by the FAA, the Learjet pilot can be heard asking air traffic control whether anybody had passed over them about 30 seconds ago. Air traffic control said negative. Something did, the pilot said. Air traffic control then contacted the pilot of a nearby American Airlines flight, asking him to let them know if anything passes over you in the next 15 miles. The puzzled pilot asked if anything passes over us. The controller then told the American Airlines pilot about the Learjet pilot's report before saying they didn't have any radar targets of what it was. The the Learjet pilot uh, chimed back in saying, I don't know what it was. It wasn't an airplane. Uh, A few minutes later, I'm sorry, a few moments later, the pilot of the American Airlines uh, flight 1095 was back on the radio. Uh, yeah, something just passed over. Like, I don't know what it was, but if it's at least two, 3,000 feet above us, passed right over the top of us. Air traffic control acknowledged wow. the pilot's report before asking whether the pilot could tell if it was in motion or just hovering. 
I couldn't make it out if it was a balloon or whatnot, the pilot said. The pilot goes on to say whatever it was had a big reflection and was several thousand feet above us going the opposite direction. Uh, another pilot can be heard asking, was it a Google balloon? Doubtful, the American Airlines pilot said. A month uh, later and whatever the a month later and whatever the pilots reported seeing remains an unidentified flying object. Uh, the FAA said the controller was not able to verify that another aircraft was in the area on that day. An FAA spokesperson said that they frequently work with agencies in that area and safely handle aircrafts of all types, including military, civilian, and high-altitude weather balloons. The spokesperson said the FAA did not have a comment beyond what is heard on the radio from the pilot's reports. And as I said, you were out of the room. I said in times of uncertainty, I think there's an uptick in these. But these strike me as these are valid. These are credible people reporting these. Well, they would have no. Uh, the pilots would have no reason to to uh, make something up like that. And then you have uh, again in that same part of the country, Phoenix. Viewers have reported seeing an odd cloud in the sky Monday night as they looked to the west. I and I looked up the pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Extremely odd. It was probably a cloud, but really weird. Okay. Uh, Throughout the night, Fox 10 Phoenix has received photos and video from people in Phoenix, Yuma, as well as Coachell, Menifee, and San Diego and California. Uh, We have been getting reports in our newsroom of something odd in the sky to the west. People are seeing it in Phoenix and Utah. We are working to get more information. Meanwhile, if you have photos of what's going on, we'd love to see them. Similar sightings were reported uh, to Fox 10 Phoenix from the northernmost portion of Mexico's Baja, California state. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're in, they're beautiful, whatever they are, Yeah. but I, I have no idea what they are. And this was just last night. Apparently no one else has any idea what they are. Uh, an official said the cloud looks very reminiscent of rocket and missile exhaust that is high in the atmosphere and that they have seen things before with a similar appearance that were associated with activity at the White Sand Missile Range and or Vandenberg Air Force Base. Officials uh, with the National Weather Service, however, did not have an authoritative explanation on the exact nature of the cloud. Well, you'd think those were trained observers, so they would know the difference between, a what do you call them, the chemtrails or comtrails or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. and a, uh, an unidentified flying object. I only, I'm only going to report the ones that are turned in by pilots. I know a lot of pilots. I find them trustworthy souls. Uh, yes. You missed it, too. You were doing some an errand. Uh, last week, there was a French helicopter rescue service. Oh, yeah. That, I walked in on this. What were uh, you saying? They were plucking some uh, uh, people off a disabled ship. And clearly, uh, somebody took a photograph of these two silver discs that are sitting right there watching them. And they had no explanation for what it was. They didn't look like balloons, they, but it was hmm. unlike a Bigfoot uh, photos. They weren't blurry. and you could see uh, something. They saw something. So well, I just I find it fascinating. I keep my eye to this guy. I never see anything. Yeah, I know, but uh, what, what your mind tells you is nothing could be that fast and nothing could be undetected by radar. The human eye can be tricked, but radar can't be tricked. Oh, yeah, these Martians, they got ways to they do that. They got ways to block? Oh, yeah, they got. You can get that. I turn you, off you the... The force field? Yeah, you can get them. Oh, you can okay. get them. Uh, they're out there. You can get them. I'm sure there's something out there. There's got to be something out there. We just haven't found it yet. And the pictures are not blurry. 
Not, you can't start it out with a sigh. Sigh. Student activists at Hofstra University in New York are demanding the removal of the statue of Thomas Jefferson from the campus. Jelani Owens, a Hofstra student and Black Lives Matter activist, started a change.org petition that warns it will discuss Slavery, race, eugenics, anti-black racism, and claims the Founding Father statue belongs in a museum, not displayed on a college campus, and especially not in front of a hub of student life. Owen specifically addressed white allies in the uh, Facebook event for the Friday protest. Jefferson has got to go to be held held at the statue in front of the student center. Please understand, uh, Jelani, you wouldn't be at Hofstra right now if there wasn't a Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Please understand that this is a protest against white supremacy and that you as white people, even though your allies, benefit from white supremacy, Owens wrote. Your obligation is to fight that. That's not mine. My obligation is to fight for the history of this country. And there's a lot of warts in the history of this country, but that's too bad. Your obligation is to fight that. Come prepared to step up if racial slurs or otherwise offensive things are said to organizers of color or people of color attending. If you're able, come prepared to hold posters and like protest. And like protest? Owens added a stern warning to white students. Do not come and take selfies for your Instagram feed or so help me God. Maybe a black student can take a selfie. I don't know. The demonstration's leader also warned non-black people of color. Non-black people. Okay. Y'all are POC, but not everyone's roots run through enslavement. Please be respectful. Don't derail. There is room for all of us. POC solidarity, please. POC meaning people of color. Mm. You know what POC While the university approved the protest, Owens wrote that if Hostra was supportive and embraced anti-racist work, we would not be protesting. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you who's uh, the student groups behind it and would like Uh, to know what this has to do with anything. Okay. The protest is co-sponsored by Campus Feminist Collective, Collegiate Women of Color, Democrats of Hofstra, Hofstra History Club, Hofstra NAACP Chapter, Peace Action Matters, Queer and Trans People of Color Coalition. All right, they're included. Student Advocates of Safer Sex, the Gender Identity Federation, the Pride Network of Hofstra, and Young Democratic Socialists of Hofstra. All of whom find a founding father, Jefferson, uh... Disagreeable. Disagreeable. When reached for comment, the organizers pointed to the event description. And the event description is Jefferson has got to go, exclamation point. Student protest, March 30, 2018, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., Hofstra University Student Center. All right. 
When reached for comment, the organizers pointed to the event description, which I just read to you. Jefferson's values added in the construction of institutionalized racism and justified the subjugation of black people in the United States. The petition reads, alleging Jefferson has been embraced as an icon by white supremacist and neo-Nazi organizations such as the Ku Klux Klan and online white supremacist chat rooms. Not to bring problems, but I'd like to point out that as you are making the protest about your right to freedom of speech, don't forget that people like Jefferson gave you that right, Hofstra student Connor Dawson wrote. In February, Owens held a silent protest to draw attention to racism on Hofstra's campus and memorialized Trayvon Martin by taping a piece of paper that said Black Lives Matter on the Jefferson statue. Hofstra University did not immediately respond to request for comment. Mm. Okay, so the school has approved of this. But if Ben Shapiro were to appear at Hofstra, uh, there would be trouble. I have a little trivia for you. Trivia. Let's go with a little trivia. I don't know if they still do, but Hofstra is where the Jets used to train. That's where their training camp was. They probably got their own facility. Like Joe Namath, that's where you learned how to say player. That's where you learn how to say blood. Blood and player. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the school gives in. Uh, uh, Well, hopefully we have somebody there to push back. And say, you know what? It, it ends here. If you are offended, don't look at it. Jelani, don't go that way. Jelani, where, where, what other country in the world would you like to live? What, what other country in the world has has done more to make amends than this country? They don't think of that. And right, where you are the freest of the free, right here. Mm-hmm. And you can't erase what's been done. Leave those statues there if you're so offended to remind people that uh, uh, there's good and bad in people. Jefferson might have been a good guy, but he owned slaves. That was a, a lot uh, of people did. Right. A lot of people liked to jog. A lot of people liked to jog. But what? What are you know? Queer and trans people of color coalition, uh, students for safer sex, the Gender Identity Federation. What in the hell does that have to do with the price of tea in I don't China? Know. I don't. I don't understand that. The Pride Network, okay. Young Democratic Socialists of Hofstra. Uh, so every every box was checked there for uh, Mysterians to gather. And, and, and remember, I told you the most insidious end result of the mystery is what? Have uh, you been paying attention at the University of Garage Mysterians Logic? don't like people? Well, that's two. But the their ultimate objection, and this can only be logically... Their only uh, objective is the elimination of the Constitution. Oh, yeah. And then you, uh, then you, of course, will bring about the mystery because you'll ha- you won't have the United States of America. You'll have a completely different country governed in a completely different way. And John Paul Stevens will not have to worry about the Second Amendment because in the Mysteries Constitution, they'll believe me, there'll be no Second Amendment. 
But that, if you logically follow the 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 path of the mystery, that's where it's leading. I don't understand how it can lead anywhere else. Keep chipping away at history. Keep using your false claims of racism on uh, people who wandered the earth 280 years ago, and and then you'll you'll be able to eliminate the founding fathers, and you'll be able to eliminate the Constitution, and you will have an unrecognizable country. As off-air Mary pointed out, I went to uh, Hofstra yep. before I loved St. Paul. Yes, he did. And uh, this, I uh, I was not offended by the uh, the statue. Do you even remember it? No. I smoked a lot of dope. Yeah, you led a lot of student riots there. <laughs> I remember that picture of him with the, remember he had the long hair. Wasn't he the in the hair, window the, of the principal's the office? Cone, or? Yeah, the cone, or the, the blowhorn or whatever it was. <laughs> Normie. Hofstra, I love you. Mm-hmm. One of Hofstra's most famous protesters. Well, they've come a long way. If they were protesting back then, I'm sure it wasn't to get rid of uh, the Thomas Jefferson statue that's on campus. No, those probably would have been Vietnam War protests. Most likely. Mm -hmm. How old is Norm Coleman? He's got to be our age, my age. Yeah, he's your age. Don't bring, you know. He's got to be mid-60s, doesn't he? He sure has not been around. Norm Coleman is 68. He's staying busy. Born in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whew. He's also a roadie for 10 years after. I did know that, too. Mm-hmm. That just slipped my mind. I think he was hauling amps for 10 years after at Woodstock. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, we're he going, kept busy. We're going down memory lane Good here. for Woodstock. We're fiddling while Rome's yes, burning. Yes, we are. We? Let's go here. All right. We'll be back shortly. But now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Wasn't Hofstra the Teamsters guy who disappeared in 1975? That's uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going <laughs> to brush up on my history. Uh, we're looking at another strange day in the stock market. The market was higher this morning, and then about 45 minutes ago, it changed direction drastically. The Dow Jones Industrial Average at one point today up about 250 points, and right now it's down 251. The NASDAQ Composite is down 177 points. That's uh, 2.5%, and the S&P 500 is down 36. Aetna today said it would pass drug maker rebates on directly to consumers who take the medicines in the latest move by a health insurer amid pressure to reduce costs. Starting next year, Aetna said it would automatically apply pharmacy rebates at the time of drug sales for its commercial uh, fully insured plan members. An estimated 3 million Aetna members could potentially see reduced prices. Uh, United Health Group announced a similar move earlier this month. Starbucks said starting next week it will ask customers to provide an email address when they want to log on to the chain's in-store Wi-Fi service. It's a one-time request, and after that request, customers will be connected for future Wi-Fi usage on that certain device. The company will use the email addresses to contact customers with news and deals. I'm Bruce Vale with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Brucey, thank you. That was much less painful than it has been in the past. Well, it could. We still got a half hour to go, so uh, it could get worse. We'll see. You're saying don't count your chickens yeah, before much. you pick them up off the farm. Yeah. All right, exactly. I won't do that. Thank you very much. Hey, 1500 ESPN's got a lot going on, including uh, station events, including also how to download our new app and American Experiment. 
Thank you, Joe. It's sunny. Uh, Joe, if you come uh, make your little trip over here, look out the window. I think you'll enjoy it right now. All right. Lots of blue sky, sunshine, uh, 39 degrees. I, uh, let me yeah. just chime in here. Uh, when you were talking about the weather, uh, Pete Nigerian, who's a big fan, at Pete Nigerian on uh, Twitter, said, Hey, Rook, listening to GL as always, let Joe know the weather is great and sent a picture of an almost cloudless sky out there. Really? Yeah, it's, yes. It's gorgeous. Thanks, Petey. Hey, Pete, go to work, will you? <laughs> this update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store, proud sponsor of the beer show Thursday nights at 6 o'clock here on 1500 ESPN. Uh, Bob Motzko has been named Don Lucia's successor after 13 seasons leading his alma mater at St. Cloud State. Motzko, a former Gophers assistant during their back-to-back national championship years in 2002 and 2003, led the Huskies to a number one ranking ranking headed into the NCAA hockey tournament this season before losing on Friday to Air Force in the regional semifinals. So Bob Motzko, the new gopher head hockey coach. Wild in action tonight. They're on the road in Nashville to play the Predators. Twins playing their last exhibition game of the season today, underway against Washington around 3.05. After that, they'll head to Baltimore for the regular season opener. Some Twins news today. The Twins have announced that Kenny Vargas has been outrighted to AAA after clearing waivers. He did not have the choice of refusing the assignment. Vargas reclaimed recently from the Reds. The Cincinnati organization had snagged him off waivers from the Twins about two weeks ago, tried to stash him on the farm and off the 40-man roster, but the Twins are reclaiming him when they put him on waivers. It's 46 degrees right now in Washington, D.C. Oof. This is this, this is so stupid that they went north a week early. Mm. Yeah. It could be a little, I wonder, I'm going to have to check Baltimore, too, to see what we're looking at Thursday. Well, Baltimore's about two mm-hmm. minutes from Washington. News notes from today, the city of Lake Elmo is Oh, issued. and it's raining in Washington, by the way. Oh, oh no. Yikes. Uh, the city of Lake Elmo has issued a code red alert due to heightened chemical levels in their water. According to city officials, the Minnesota Department of Health informed the city about increased levels of uh, perfluorochemical. What PF, city, John? Uh, Lake Elmo. That uh, perfluorochemical, PFC, uh, is in city well number one. As a result, that well will be taken offline, according to the city, along with water tower number one. City will increase water pressure at two other wells in order to continue a water service. City said residents have also recently been raising concerns about brown water in their homes. Crews have been flushing hydrants throughout the city to try and address that problem. Hmm. City said residents should run their water on Wednesday afternoon tomorrow using cold water for about 10 minutes until the water color clears. Blaine police said five people were hurt in a crash involving an ambulance last night. Authorities said the crash happened at about 9 in the evening, Highway 65 and 109th Avenue Northeast. Police said a 17-year-old male driver ran a red light, crashed into an Alina ambulance, causing it to tip onto its side. Two ambulance crew members, a 23-year-old woman, a 3-year-old boy, and the teen were transported to the hospital. Authorities said all are expected to be okay. Alcohol, according to the Blaine Police Department, did not appear to be a factor in the crash. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is likely to testify before lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Zuckerberg's willingness to testify comes amid mounting pressure from both sides of the political aisle for him to appear before a congressional panel to explain Facebook's handling the Cambridge analytical privacy scandal. Personal data harvested from 50 million people may have been used improperly by the data firm. Members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, the House Energy and Commerce Committee, and numerous other lawmakers have sent letters to Zuckerberg demanding he answer questions. Zuckerberg recently told Wired Editor-in-Chief 
that he was open to testifying. If it's ever the case that I'm the most informed person at Facebook and the best position to testify, I will happily do that. Facebook has now been named in a proposed class action lawsuit accusing it of negligence. It has lost nearly $50 billion in market value the last few days. A movement to encourage users to delete their accounts called hashtag delete Facebook has also received lots of attention. $50 billion worth of value. Do you believe that? <laughs> With how popular it still is? Mm-hmm. Hmm. A toxicology report from Prince's autopsy obtained by the Associated Press yesterday shows what he had. Uh, he had what multiple experts called an exceedingly high concentration of fentanyl in his body when he died. Prince was 57 when he was found alone and unresponsive in an elevator at his Paisley Park estate April 21st of 2016. Public data released six weeks after the death showed he died of an accidental overdose of fentanyl, a synthetic opioid 50 times more powerful than heroin. Didn't we know that already? We didn't know the amount, oh, I guess. The extent. The, uh, yeah, the report, the new report that was released yesterday says the concentration of fentanyl in Prince's blood was 67.8 micrograms per liter. The report explains that fatalities have been documented in people with blood levels ranging from 3 to 58 micrograms. Again, his was 67.8. The report also says the level of fentanyl in Prince's liver, 450 micrograms per kilogram, and notes that liver concentrations greater than 69 micrograms seem to represent overdose or fatal toxicity cases. The reboot of Roseanne premieres tonight, getting pretty good reviews all around. People who haven't been paying attention may not know that Roseanne Barr backed Donald Trump's run for the presidency, and her character in the show will be a Trump backer. That will put her at odds, of course, with screen sister Jackie. But Barr and the first reviews say that's not really the focus of the show. They say like the first go-around, the show will try to reflect how things are in reality in many households in America. Uh, Last week in an interview, Barr called out ABC's Jimmy Kimmel for his frequent jabs at the president after the host said he was surprised that Barr backed Trump. Uh, She responded by saying, I'm still the same. You all moved. You all went so bleeping far out that you lost everybody. A lot of us, no matter who we voted for, we don't want to see our president fail. She told Kimmel to, quote, zip that bleeping lip so that Mike Pence, the social conservative, wouldn't become president. Other than that, you'll find a lot of dysfunction tonight on Channel 5. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, previews look pretty good, actually. I mean, I like the original. If you didn't like the original, you're probably not going to like this. I wouldn't watch this if you pointed oh, a gun at Oh, you are dumb. Yeah, you're a you're dummy. Playing. What are you going to do? I'm going to read. I'm going to read about no, the world. He's got a bridge, uh, bridge documentary. Why in the hell watch, would I waste my time watching Watch Roseanne. Roseanne. Because everybody else in the whole world will accept Dumb, dumb over there. Are there, right. are there any sitcoms you've no. liked in your life? No. Uh, Larry David's pretty good. He has moments, yeah, I, but now there's no I, more. I like the first go around of Larry David show. And I love the Gary Shandling show. What, what Gary about, Shandling when, what about when you were younger? When you when maybe you thought uh, you had Father Knows Best was pretty good with Kitty. Didn't you like the Bob Newhart, Mary Tyler Moore? You yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah, yeah, those yeah. were great. Okay. Yeah. This is what you're going to get tonight. Yeah. More of this. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke tripping over the Ottoman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just wa- just do me a favor. Uh, I don't ask for much. Do me a favor. Read. Uh, it's well, too, I, I too read. Long. I yeah. read, but I like to watch. But Roseanne, just too. watch it. Yeah, I want for real. Do for, me for one. Real? I don't ask for a lot. <laughs> I don't ask for a lot <laughs> oh, yes, from you. you. Do you ask for way too much? I don't ask for a lot. Will you way just too just much. watch it and then uh, say if you say I'm never going to watch it again, I'll have my answer. But I'm if not, you say I'm not, I'm yeah, not pretty I'm funny. Not going to. He thinks Dan is dead at one time. He's wearing this mask. Not going to watch it. So. Just I, let, I just let it don't, go. I don't let care. Go I'll tell you what.
I'll come over and we'll watch it. You know it. what? If uh, the Rockford Files was rebooting with James Garner and Angel, I'd watch it. That'd be tough because James is That's dead. right. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like the remake. It's not like the original. How do you know? Because I know you. You want it to be John, like continue that. the news, please. Most visitors to Walt Disney World expect to see, uh, well, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, of course. But one couple wasn't as thrilled to see a bona fide rat, according to new court documents. Galen and Carol Haldeman are suing Walt Disney Parks and Resorts over an incident that took place in April of 2014, during which Galen was allegedly bit by a rat who wandered into a souvenir shop of the Magic Kingdom. Galen, then 59, claims he and his wife had just had a ride on the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin and had entered an adjacent gift shop when the rodent ran into the store. Galen was pushing his wife, Carol, who was in a wheelchair, through the shop when the rat jumped into the wheel of Carol's chair, according to the lawsuit. According to the lawsuit, just as the rat was about to bite into Carol's arm, Galen grabbed the rat and yanked it off the chair. As he did so, the bat, uh, rat bit into one of his fingers. Galen reacted. What are you doing with this? It's like a sitcom. I, this is a this is a Roseanne episode. Yeah, Dan, quit pushing me. Galen allegedly reacted by twisting the rat's neck and dropping it to the ground while a Disney employee shooed away onlookers and tried to calm the situation. The couple claims in their lawsuit Disney violated its duty to keep its park clean and safe by allowing conditions to get to the point where rats were inhabiting the park. As a result of Disney's negligence, Galen Haldeman was bitten by this rat, according to the court documents. They are asking for more than $15,000 from Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in the lawsuit. Representative for oh. the parks had hey, no comments. This I'm is getting a, text now that says I'd fire anybody who watches Roseanne. Tonight. No, absolutely not. You're both gone. Absolutely not. You're both well, our gone. finger on the the uh, the current events. Uh, but that's thing. your problem. So, so you're, you're allowing that to pass as a current event. Well, well, no, well, no, wait, no, no, this is so, a pretty big comeback. It, this is not, you know, oh, uh, man, American so, Idol we're, 7. No, we're so not on the same page with this. Let's not worry is about it. Is there a sitcom you'd watch today? Not that I can come up with, John, no. and I, I, I find it all I'm not tired of this silliness. What's going on? We must do so- <laughs> hey, before you go, though, this last story was a ray of hope. They're only asking 15 They're not asking for $37 million. What are they asking for? 15, 15 grand. grand. Disney, cut them the check oh, hell, and get I'd them out them of there. i 15 grand to shut them up. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the DD series of Roseanne, the uh-huh. new uh-huh. era. <laughs> well, look like I'm going again. I can't see anybody. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Joe, thanks to a little sunshine, our temperatures jumped up 3 degrees in the last hour, up to 39. Should hit 45 before we cool down tonight. Partly cloudy skies, an overnight low down to 30. South winds at 5 miles per hour all night long. Partly sunny, slight chance of a shower tomorrow, especially uh, between about 1 and 5 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Doesn't look like a big deal, but temperatures are going to warm up before that arrives. 50 for the high for the second time this year, hitting 50 or warmer. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Then partly cloudy, cooler tomorrow night, down to 28. 42 for the high on Thursday. And then over the weekend, it cools down even more. Mid to upper 30s for highs, a mix of rain, sleet, and snow developing Friday afternoon, lasting through Saturday. But for Easter Sunday, it looks dry, partly cloudy, but still cool. A high on Easter of only 36 degrees. Right now, Joe, we're at 39, and I have the records for the day.
March 27. 75 in the state. 75? In 1946. In 1946. Five above zero. Five above? In 1921. In 1921. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Hey. Uh... I'm just kidding about Roseanne. I didn't mean to upset you. I know. Well, you the were... calls for your dismissal are increasing. Well, you seem it's not a GL type of thing. To watch. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not going to change. I'm just saying I didn't up during the break. You sat there and you, a, and a, you were staring. Are you, are you apologizing? I don't know that I'm apologizing. I think I'm just saying uh, I was concerned at you, the way you looked during the break. You just kind of sat there. Was it because I upset you with Roseanne? Why are you down? I got a new study about walking. What? Yeah. How fast you walk in your elder years may be more than just a sign of your mobility. (laughs) Wait a minute. It can indicate brain health. A new study finds that older adults who walk slowly are more likely to develop dementia. I walk every day. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. Researchers. Uh, Break it down. Well. Researchers from the University of College London and University of Nottingham, Nottingham, yes, probably said, examined data from 3,932 adults over 60 who had participated in the English Longitudinal Study of Aging. The authors recorded the participants' walking speeds on two occasions in 2002-2003 and in 2004-2005. They then checked to see if those individuals had been diagnosed with dementia during annual follow-up assessments between 06 and 2015. Mm. After comparing results, the authors noticed an uptick in dementia cases among participants who were measured as slower walkers. This was especially true for individuals who showed a faster drop in their walking speeds between testing periods. That is, those who had the most significant declines in walking speed over the last over the two years when they were measured proved to be at a greater risk for the condition. I walk every day. Every day. Do you walk slow or do you walk fast? Well, now I'm going to have to make sure I crank it up. I th- well, yeah. I d- Sometimes I like to walk slowly. <laughs> Sometimes I walk alone. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to take everything in. I. I don't want to have to think that every walk has to be this vital aerobic contest. <laughs> now I don't. Now I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, uh, you can't argue uh, that walking is good for you. You you would think any kind of walking would be good for the body, soul, mind. But now you're saying that if you walk slow, interestingly. The researchers also noticed it wasn't just the speed of one's pace Mm. that indicated dementia risk. They found that participants who were slower in their thought process when it came to decision-making during the testing periods were also more prone to developing the condition. And just like those who who showed a greater decline in walking speed during the two-year testing period were at a higher risk, so too were individuals who also had faster declines in their cognitive abilities. Okay, I'm, I'm a little reassured there because it took me about a microsecond to fire your sorry ass if you watch Roseanne. That didn't Fire take me, people like to I know they do, lady. That didn't take me any, that didn't take me any time at all. I think watching Roseanne, I'm going to watch Roseanne. 
Despite well, I think it's a good idea myself. Thank you. Yeah, you and her can watch Thank it. You. you and she, she and you, yeah. her and you. Despite the findings, the authors could not... Con- <laughs> well, then why is this paragraph? Remember we used to do medical updates? Yes. Listen to this paragraph. Okay. Despite the findings, the authors cannot, fi- cannot conclude that a decline in walking speed was necessarily connected to a decline in cognitive functioning. Then why did you print their study? I think what you get there is this. The medical update. Oh, is this a theme? Barnaby, not Barnaby Jones. Ben Casey. Who was Ben Casey? Robert Young? I think so. Despite the findings, thank you for that dramatic music. You're welcome, friend. Don't call me that. My Roseanne buddy. Despite the findings, the authors couldn't conclude that a decline in walking speed was necessarily connected to a decline in cognitive functioning. According to the World Health Organization, it's estimated that 47 million people across the globe suffer from dementia, Hmm. including the mayors of fake towns. (laughs) That number is expected to balloon to 75 million by the year 2030. The full study was published March 6 in the Journal of the American Geriatric Society. Mm. I get that magazine. Uh, Vince Edwards was a Ben Casey. What the hell was who was Robert Young? Robert he, Young was, he was a uh, doctor. Robert Young he was, was in Father he was Father Knows Best, but oh. then in his later uh, acting career wasn't he a doctor in some show? Marcus Thank you. Marcus Welby? Marcus Welby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Robert Young. Did your TV buddy Height have that answer right up his sleeve, too? Uh, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to think now. If I have to walk fast or walk... I, I, apparently, you know, what it, you know what it means? You know what this really says? What? You just can't ever give up. You can't slow down. No, you don't want to... So when I drop over on the sidewalk... Right. And this show ends, I'll be I'll have dropped over because I was walking fast. And probably because I tripped on something. And I think, I always remember this, too. Although there's snow on the roof, there's, there's fire in the belly. You better believe it. Yeah, you better believe that. That's, that's why you don't want to stop. No, not the hour. You could be a marathon runner and still die of a heart attack. Just keep playing. Well, you know I, think, I think what this says is, I think I'm going to read between the lines. And what this study says is, don't slow down. Yeah, don't slow down. Don't slow down. Right. It, see, it makes sense to me from a, from a, a holistic point of view. Uh, you can, if you slow down, everything slows down. Your thinking slows down, yes. and your don't slow down. Don't slow down. No. Will all of this make Jack Benny come back? No, it won't. All in the family. You would watch All in the Family if if you could get the gang back together. I watch that show. I suppose. Yeah, I watch that. But you would watch a remake of that. You know, I, I'm just not much of a TV guy. I'm sorry to disappoint you so uh, so well, vehemently. I, I, th- th- this has been promoted for you know six months. I'm more interested. If I was going to watch TV, I'd probably see how the Wild are doing at Nashville. You're in the home stretch. Yeah, that's a clicker. And I checked to see if anything uh, on the BBC was worthwhile. Other oh than God, that, please go to break. Just go. Other than that, just go. You know, bridge building, something no, like that. Let's just get out.
And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. By the way, All in the Family could not be remade today. No, I'm saying if there was a remake like that, that would be one you'd probably come back for. Most of them has gotten dead. Yeah, but I'm saying if they had all the players... Like Roseanne still does, that would be one you would watch. Yeah, but see, I never watch it in the first place, so the remake doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe that's the difference. You you must have watched it in the first place, as misguided as you are. I think it was very funny. It had its pulse on the uh, the middle America. <laughs> All right. What town do they live in? I don't know. Detroit. No, I don't know. 1500. Small town. ESPN is. Just a small town girl. KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. We're supposed to hit 40.